Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is May 27th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, this may be a bit of a shorter episode, but it's going to be very Miami Dolphins focused. And we had an opportunity to listen in on the press conferences from yesterday that included players like Tua Tungavailoa, Mike Isiki, Zach Sealer, as well as head coach Brian Flores. A ton of interesting news, uh, some that may end up being headlines tomorrow. So uh, we're going to dive straight into it. First, we will begin with Mike Gesicki. A lot of people, you might have already seen it on Twitter, are making quite a big deal of him coming to the defense of quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. Unless you've been living under a rock, you're probably already aware that Throughout his rookie season, he dealt with a ton of criticism, very unjust criticism to say the least, especially for a guy who is a rookie and was coming back from an injury like that. He didn't have a ton of weapons at his disposal. Did he have the best season for a rookie? Absolutely not, but typically rookies don't have the best seasons and trying to hold them to this standard where he's supposed to be this upper echelon quarterback, I think is unfair. And I don't think a lot of quarterbacks are held to that same standard, but yet we saw a lot of people in the media just constantly criticized Tua. So Mike Isiki also took notice of that and he gave one of the more passionate responses. Now in this podcast I typically you know reiterate the quotes myself or I'll paraphrase them but again he was so passionate in his response that I'm just going to include the clip of Mike Isiki and his response himself. He's he's also dealt with you know people saying you know stupid uneducated stuff about him that you know they're not right about so um, so he's dealing with that and, uh, he's, you know, continuing to work and continuing to, uh, you know, come in here each and every day. Yeah. I, I want to hear more about the stupid uneducated stuff that was said about him. What, what in mm, particular? Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> what, 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 what bothered you most about the criticism? Um, I mean, the, the problem with the, with the criticism is it's, it's not, you know, there's nothing behind it. You know I mean? The kid had came in here and, you know, people were already, you know, calling for him. I mean, played nine games and he played, you know, did a lot of really good things for us. Um, I wanted to ask you, what, what did, what did you think about, um, you know, the, the, the trade rumors and uh, just, just the off season. Nah, you trying to get some clicks right now. You trying to get me to say something stupid, get some clicks no, right now or what? You're saying some great stuff right now. Now, as I mentioned, that was a very passionate response. And I don't think we've seen anybody aside from maybe a few people in the media or guys who do podcasts really sound this passionate and come to the defense of Tua in this way. We've had other players kind of stick up and say that they don't agree with the criticism. But as you can tell by his tone here, he did sound extremely frustrated with how people are treating the young quarterback. So to move on to Tua himself, he later heard about these comments that Mike Isiki said from the beat writers himself, they kind of brought it up once he got into the room, and he said that he was very, you know, pleased to hear that he has teammates like Mike who are rallying around a guy who was just a rookie at the time and is now entering his second season. He says that that's awesome to see. But other comments that kind of were important to note here that Tua said, one common theme of this whole interview was his hip. A lot of people were kind of theorizing last year, saying, okay, maybe he's lacking velocity because of the hip. Something I've said said previously on the podcast that Tua didn't look like he had a ton of muscle on him, but that was kind of expected because during the offseason, he didn't have that same amount of time. He didn't have the opportunity to use that to pack on muscle because he was focused on rehabilitation. He was just trying to get to a point where he could be on the field again, let alone be some big buff guy who can chuck the ball around. Well, he kind of said and alluded to this kind of instance and said that 
This offseason, he's been able to pack on more muscle. He's been focused on the upper body, on the biceps, triceps, the shoulders, his core. But when he does legs, he focuses heavily on the glutes, and that really has helped with his hip. And he said it's helped so much to the extent that his hip currently feels 10 times better than it did last season. And someone asked him, well, does the hip feeling better uh, translate immediately to your ability to throw a football? And he said, yeah, because last year, it felt like he was just kind of using his arm to throw the ball as opposed to now he's getting his whole core into it. He's getting his hips involved as well. And it's really more like a golf swing with the arm instead of it trailing behind his whole body is involved. So with this being said, it's very clear if you look at him from a physical standpoint, just look at the eye test. He's packed on a ton of muscle, but I'm very curious to see if he has more zip on the ball, if this is going to instantly translate to him having more velocity when he throws. Beat writer Omar Kelly said he didn't notice anything, but it's important to note these practices have been very vanilla. There isn't really too much to evaluate. So keep your eye on that. I'm very curious to see if Tua has a lot more arm strength and that could help him throw into these tighter windows, help him throw those out routes and get it to the receiver more quick. Now, there are some less positive notes from Tua's interview that I do think that some of the bigger media outlets who've been very heavy on that dose of criticizing Tua are going to take and kind of run with and it was that he kind of struggled last season in terms of his ability to call plays. And he had, he said that himself. He said, quote, I wasn't comfortable calling plays. He said, I think the guys that were here last year were phenomenal. I just didn't have the comfortability of checking plays, alerting plays, and doing that. I just rode with the play. Even if I knew it wasn't going to work, I was going to try and make it work still. I didn't actually know the playbook necessarily really, really good. And that's no one else's fault but my own. Our play calls were simple when I was in. I didn't have alerts and checks where now I feel comfortable and I can maneuver my way through these things now, close quote. So this is, of course, not the greatest thing to hear. It's definitely more of a negative thing. I imagine some people are going to blow it up a ton. But again, this is the kind of things that rookies struggle with. Uh, some rookie quarterbacks struggle with reading a defense. Some struggle with being accurate like Josh Allen in his rookie year. But look how he's progressed. Some struggle with learning the playbook and being able to make adjustments. All of those things are just the reality of things that rookie quarterbacks tend to struggle with and things they have to improve on. So overall, I enjoy that he is being honest in this situation. But if anything, I think we all kind of noted, okay, the play calls when Tua is in is a lot more simple. You know, we already got our pitchforks out and we were ready to go after Chan Gailey and we were directing our anger towards him. But after hearing this, it seems like Tua is taking the majority of the blame in this situation. And frankly, I think many of us, myself, included may owe Chan Gailey an apology in that aspect if the struggles that Tua had with the playbook were that severe and that was the reason we saw an offense that appeared to be completely different than the one that Ryan Fitzpatrick had then it's hard to put the blame on Chan Gailey especially when we have Tua right here taking the blame himself but Tua overall just seemed really down about his performance in his rookie year which some people are going to say is a good thing that could fuel him hopefully he wants to strive to be better even though it may not have been the worst thing he apparently views it as that. He said that it was an underwhelming season and they asked him, well, what parts were you unsatisfied with in terms of your performance? And he said, quote, 
every aspect, getting to the line of scrimmage, getting that order of operations out, my cadence, my pre-snap reads, my post-snap reads, close quote. So there you have, you know, Tua being brutally honest. I don't necessarily agree with his own take on his performance. I do think maybe to some extent it was underwhelming, but I don't think it's as bad as he appears to think it was and some of the other guys who have been very quick to criticize Tua after his rookie year. It's important to remember it was a rookie season. It was a really wonky series of events. We had a whole pandemic. He didn't really have time to recover fully. A ton of things. I'm going to say, though, he has to prove more this upcoming season. I know I might be giving him some excuses here, but he really does need to show a little bit more, hopefully, this upcoming season. But that isn't to say that I'm not optimistic about it. I do think he's going to have a ton of tools at his disposal, and I expect him to take a much bigger leap forward this year. And another person in this building who thinks Tua is primed to have a better year is none other than head coach Brian Flores. And he said that, quote, he's definitely more comfortable. I think that's normal for anyone in their second year. That's the case if you're a football player, a journalist, a plumber, whatever the case is, you're going to be more comfortable in year two, close quote. Now, Coach Flores was also asked about what some of the things that he discusses with Tua are. And he said, quote, his presence in the huddle, his presence in the building. But we talk about everything football specific as well. He has to lead that way too. If his fundamentals and technique are good, it leads the way for our entire offense, close quote. Now, Coach Flores was also asked about the defensive side of the ball. He is somebody who places a ton of emphasis on multiplicity. You may have heard me talk about it a ton, especially when it concerns guys like Javon Holland and guys who can play in several different positions. And they asked him, why did he elect to make a defense that relies so heavily on this multiplicity? And he said, quote, I've always wanted to be multiple on defense. Having spent one year on offense under Bill O'Brien, I learned a lot that year about how an offensive mind thinks. If you run the same coverage or the same front, the same anything, there is going to be a scheme that is going to beat it, close quote. Now, one final note to stick with the defensive side of the ball. Defensive end Zach Sealer was asked how the rookies are coming along, and he said that they remind him of him when he was a rookie, that he was somebody who was just there trying to be a professional, trying to absorb as much information as he could, and that is what he is seeing with the current rookies right now, that they are all professionals, which is awesome to hear, and it's something that is very apparent when you listen in on their press conferences. One also very important note with Zach Sealer, a huge personality trait of his last season, a huge story was that he lived in an RV. Apparently, that is no more. He apparently moved out of the RV. His fiance, I believe, is one who encouraged him to do so. His family wanted him to do it. So that story is now over. He no longer lives in the RV. But guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. As always, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so. That is at ShadySteven. If you'd like to follow the podcast account where I tweet a lot more about the Dolphins, that's at via the source. If you could leave a review on the Apple Podcast app, it would go a long way and it would mean a lot. As always, if you have any topics, questions, things that you would like for me to discuss in a future episode, feel free to reach out to me. I will gladly discuss it in the next episode. Guys, it was a pleasure to be your host. Until next time, I'm Steve Amasso, and this was Via the Source.